The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Amen. Amen. All right, so today uh, we're going to have a wonderful time. Are you ready to be cooked? Remember, on cooked rice, nobody they rush out. Hallelujah. Partially cooked rice, some people they rush out. But you see, your love, everybody they rush out. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Never serve what God has given um, to you for your generation raw. Should be processed by the word and by the spirit. One of the major challenges of many um, ministers is that we make the mistake of appearing too early. Trying to correct the body of Christ too early. Glory to God. Instead of coming down and learning and being trained and being, uh, you know, cooked by the Lord. There is a reason David was called at 17 or sat on the throne at 30. There's a reason. Hallelujah. There is a reason why Jesus was (laughs) at his birth, the son of God, but started his ministry at 30. There's a reason. Training time is not wasted time. It's not. When you're being trained and developed, you're not wasting your time. You're not wasting your time. The best place for a minister who is going to go far is under training. Under what? Training. 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 There is no son, so, and there's no such thing as independence in ministry. What you have in ministry is interdependence. It's interdependence. If you learn this, and I'm telling you, you look, I've done ministry the foolish way, and I've done the ministry with wisdom. You understand? There's a foolish way to do ministry. There's a foolish way to serve the Lord. Amen. I think um, during the Ninth session, I will share along something because I'm just going to do some. I'm just giving you a prelude. Hallelujah. Do not allow words like submission, honor, taking instructions to be threatening to you. Make sure you are able to differentiate the culture in the world. You see, in the world, there is a liberal spirit. A we can do anything and live anyhow spirit. A democracy spirit. But you see, the kingdom of God is not a democracy. No. There is a Lord who does not take votes to decide who is going to use. So that's why when God begins to use somebody, whether you like the person or not, that one is your business. He will use who he wants to use. Because God does not consult anybody. Are you paying attention? So in the house of God, it's very important. Now it's very important that ministers of God, that's why I said ministers of God should be under training because even pastors themselves 
It is when a pastor is not under training and is not um, under the authority of another that he can behave anyhow. So listen, this journey is long. It's what? It's not a 100 meter sprint. It's a long journey. Learn it well. Glory to God. Learn it well. Understand first. And understand that there is nothing like being your own man in ministry. Isolation is dangerous. Whenever you find yourself getting to that point where you want to stay away from the church, understand this, this thing, or you want to be offended and so like, understand what's going on. I'm going to know Jesus for myself. Understand something that what the devil is doing is that he's preparing you for suya meal. Because the devil is like a roaring lion, the Bible calls him. So he functions like one. Whoever the devil isolates, he isolates for the purpose of destruction. Amen. Sheep, sheep move in, in packs, in flocks, never in isolation. When you find an isolated sheep, that sheep has missed its way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So there is a fold, then the sheep in that fold. Never lose track of that. Hallelujah. All right, are we ready for the word of God? All right, let's turn our variables real quickly. So, Apostle is around, all right, amen. So, it's going to be here in a bit, amen. Then, after, we're going to have, so Apostle is coming, myself and Apostle, morning and uh, um, um, in the afternoon, then in the evening, um, um, Apostle Daniel will preach, I'll preach, then we will, my, the three of us will do something together because we're doing impartation tonight, amen. And, uh, yeah, so, and good, the good thing is, None of them is going anywhere, so <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. We are not rushing, you know. You know, after this conference, we have things we need to do. So we are not checking time. Look at neighbors, we, are not, we know they check time. Oh. Uh-huh. Don't check time. Let us cook you. Glory to God. Are you, are you ready? All right, let us get into the word of God. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 24. Can I switch now? Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. All right, St. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 24, our theme scripture, and verse 27. Can we read one to go? What does it say? Beginning at Moses and in what? Uh huh. The things concerning himself. And yesterday we said. That when you are reading Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, you should read it in the what? In the context of Christ. Why? Because those books, glory to God, reveal the sufferings of Christ and what? The sufferings of Christ and what? So they reveal the sufferings of Christ and glory that is follow. We said in Genesis that in Genesis chapter 1, Moses was not writing to the children of Israel, all right, to let them know the scientific basis of how God created the heavens and the earth. No. What Moses was doing in Genesis chapter 1 was introducing them, all right, to the world of faith in Christ for eternal life. Hallelujah. That's what he was doing. That's why you find in Genesis chapter 2, we have Jesus, all right, portrayed there in a, in a parable as the tree of life. I'm afraid remember that, tree of life. Told you that expressions like tree of life, bread of life, rivers of living water. 
book of life. All those things are what? Are metaphors for the what? The man, Jesus Christ. So, for example, when the Bible says in the book of Revelations, and whosoever's name who was not found written in the book of life was cast where? Was cast into the lake of fire. What he's basically saying is that whosoever is not in Christ is not what? All right? It's not going to have eternal life and it's going to be cast into outer darkness because the book is a person. Praise God. I remember those times when we used to think and believe that we're going to stand in front of the throne of God and books were going to be open and they'll be written. Damilare Adedeji. Present, sir. Oh, yeah, go this way. Hey! <laughs> the book is a person. So the book of life is Jesus Christ. All two scriptures, we are told that Jesus is the light of the world, then also he is the life. Hallelujah. The life that God gives. In John chapter 1, he said, in him was life. And the life was what? The light of men. Hallelujah. All right. He says, all right, this is how to know God. He said, to know God, the true God, and eternal life, all right, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the life of God, the life that God gives. Now, I promised you that we are going to break down Genesis chapter 1 yesterday, didn't I? Didn't I? So we are going to begin from there so that we can walk our way up. Then we will now start talking about the kingdom. Because remember what is the title of my sermon? It is what? Taking territories. Yeah? Taking territories. What else? Understanding the kingdom and shaping culture. Yes. Shaping it. You are not in this world to observe the world of sinners. You are in this world to make disciples of sinners. So if you are going to make disciples of sinners, you are going to have to shape their culture. And what is culture? The way they live. Amen. So territorial takeover is not complete if the culture is not shaped. Glory to God. Territorial takeover is not complete if the culture is not, is not shaped. And you will see that in the Old Testament, you find out that when the nation of Israel was redeemed out of Egypt and taken into the promised land. How many of you noticed that? When they got to Canaan, when God said, I've given you a land flowing with milk and honey, and they got there. How many of you noticed that it was not an empty land? You know, there was an, it was not an empty land. In that land, there were what? There were tribes there. Amalekites were there. There were nations already there. So I was wondering, how can you take a people... And paint it that there is a land that they are supposed to get. And that that land is their land. And they have a right to it. And they get there and it's full of people. The land is fully inhabited. And God now says, I have given you the land. To take it, you have to fight for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have to fight for it. So now they begin to fight. They begin to fight. And tribe by tribe, they begin to take territory. They begin to what? Take territory. They begin to take territory. Now, they took the territories by killing. Hallelujah. But in this dispensation, we take the territory by making alive. Are you, are you seeing the difference? So, while they kill, what we do, we preach the gospel. We preach the word of life. And as we are preaching it, every single person that gets born again, we have taken the territory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, what we do is, we cover the earth with the message of life, Causing men who are dead to spring back to life. That is the kingdom. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. That's the kingdom. Now, why do we need prosperity in the kingdom? I just want to touch on this quickly. Because I'll touch on it in the evening. Why do we need prosperity in the kingdom? 
Prosperity is a means. It is not the end. It's not an end in itself. Because to take territories, you need money. Oh, come on now. You need money. And God wants us to have the money. He wants us to have it. Don't let anybody lie to you. And don't let anyone try to make you feel, you know, oh, let's do this thing small, you see? The church, uh, be small, you, you, you understand? Um, you know, do, no, 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 listen to me. When God spoke to Abraham about the gospel, he said, look to the north, look to the east, look to the south, look to the west, as far as your eyes can see. I've given it to you. Hallelujah. Say out loud, this world Loud, I can't hear. This world is mine to dominate, to subdue with the life of God that is in me. Not your local governments. You start from your local government. You start from your neighbor. But brother, is the world. The world. Why do you believe God for prosperity? If you are okay with the money you have because it can take care of you and your wife and two kids, you don't understand kingdom. You don't understand it. That's not what this is about. It's not about self-preservation. That's not what it's about. Preserving self. That's not what this is about. It is an agenda that predates in the beginning. An agenda that predates time. That God wants all men to be conformed to the image of his son. For the only thing that pleases the father is the son. The only aroma that satisfies the father is the son. So the first Adam was created that he may take and receive life from the second. The first Adam was made empty that he may become heavenly by receiving of the life in the second. So the purpose of every man is to know him and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Anyone who does not fulfill that purpose is wasting time. He is without form and he is what? Void. Let's look at it. Genesis chapter 1. Before I go on, I want to just recognize the presence of some ministers of the gospel. Pastor Oge of Sacre Church is here. Hallelujah. All right, Pastor Oge is here. All right, we have um, some ministers from God's house, um, Apostles um, Church. We have uh, Pastor Chinati. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think that's Emmanuel, right? All right, praise God. Hallelujah. Then also we have um, from Ilori, called out, please, Pastor Abiola Olatun. Where's Pastor Abiola? Where is he? Oh, he's up there. Praise God. Then we also have community, covenant community. Pastor Femi Adijari, where's Pastor Femi? All right. Where's your wife? Is your wife with you? She's not around yet. Did she come in? No, okay, not coming today. Praise God. All right, if I didn't recognize you, just, I, I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not aware, but um, if you're a minister of the also here, God bless you. Thank you for coming. Praise God. All right, let's go. Genesis chapter number one. So, God's plan is that all men should be conformed to the image of his son. Hallelujah. Conform to the image of his son. Anyone who is involved in that. 
Anyone who is involved in that is a partner with God. Praise the Lord. He's a partner with God. God will speak to the person because God needs you. Hallelujah. He will open doors for that person because God needs you. Glory to God. All right, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's break it down. One to go. It says what? In the beginning. Now, loud now. Everybody, we want to go. In the beginning, God created what? The heavens and the earth. Uh huh. And the earth was what? It was without form and void and what? Darkness was upon the face of the deep. So write this words down. Without form. The word without form is the Hebrew word um, tohu. All right. Then the word um, I'm sorry, tohu. Then without, without form, tohu. Then uh, um, void, that is bohu. And let us now look at places where, all right, that word or those words were used in Hebrew. So let us start with tohu. That is um, um, without form. What does without form mean? Because the Bible was originally written in, um, the Old Testament was originally written in, in Hebrew, while the New Testament was originally written in Greek. So we have to study and say, okay, how are these words used? So we understand what Moses is actually saying. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Now, look at Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 10. Deuteronomy 32, verse 10. Now, what does it say? Can we read one to go? It says, He found him in a what? And in the what? Waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of the eye. Now, that word waste is the Hebrew word, all right, tohu. So that means he found him in a without form, all right, howling wilderness. So another word, expression for without form or to you is waste. And the earth was without form. The earth was what? Waste. An expanse of wastes. That's the description. Glory to God. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 21. Another, another, another uh, uh, place the word is used. First Samuel chapter 12 and 21. He says, And ye turn, and turn ye not aside. For then... Should you go after what? Vain things which cannot profit nor deliver for their what? Talk to me. For their what? They are vain. So we have that, that expression, all right, without form also, all right, is translated as what? Vain. Empty. Hallelujah. Job 6.18. Job 6.18. We're doing some Bible study. Are we there? Job chapter 6 and verse 18. What does he say? Can we read one to go? And ye, not Joshua, Job 6, 18. He said, the parts of their way are turned aside. They go to what? Come on, talk to me. They go to what? And what? Perish. That word nothing is the Hebrew word tohu. So what have we seen tohu translated as? Alright. It is without form. Alright. It is what? Waste. Then it is what? Vain. Then it is what? Nothing. Nothing. So Moses is giving us a prophetic description of something. He's saying, he says, and the earth was, the earth was without form. It was waste. It was nothing. It was vain. 
It was empty. Next verse. Uh, next example. Look at Isaiah chapter 24 verse 10. Isaiah 24 verse 10. Isaiah 24 verse 10, what does it say? Can we read? It says, the city of confusion is broken down. Every house is what? Shut up. That no man may what? So, the word confusion, all right, is another word for to who? So, you have confusion. Then if you look at Isaiah chapter 59 verse 4, it is translated as vanity. So, without form, all right, is waste, nothing, confusion, vanity. Now, the word void, when you say it's and without form and void, that one is a, is a word bow. And what bow is talking about is a ruin, undistinguishable ruin, unrecognizable ruin. So, that means he's saying that the earth was unrecognizable. Hallelujah. Then he now says, and darkness was where? Darkness was where? Upon the face of the deep. Now listen. Whenever you find darkness, alright, in scripture, prophetically, darkness is usually speaking of ignorance. And light of what? Of knowledge. Praise God. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let's turn in there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6. Amen. All right, what does it say? Can we read? Uh huh. Now, notice it says that the light of the what? Knowledge of the glory of God. So you see that knowledge is light. You see that? You see that? Knowledge is what? Is light. Now, Moses says darkness covered the face of the deep. So you have, without form and void, we've explained that, that we now say there's darkness covering the face of the deep. Now, when he says deep, deep in Hebrew there, he's talking about a mass body of water. Hallelujah. He's talking about what? He's talking about what? A mass body of water. The Spirit over upon the face of the waters. Deep there is waters. Now, you must understand that Moses was writing Genesis prophetically. Is this clear? Moses was not there when God created the heavens and the earth. Were you there? Yes, were you there? So that means if he was going to write about it, he must have been writing by the spirit of prophecy. Is this clear? Come on, is this clear? And if he was writing by the spirit of prophecy, it would mean that he would be using typologies and parables to speak. Amen. All right, let me show you that. Matthew chapter 13, verse 34, for you to see about these parables and all that. Praise God. Matthew chapter 13. The reason why I'm giving you is I want you to have a foundation. So you're not going to teach something you don't know. And by the way, I've taught this exhaustively in the series Christ in Moses. Then which one again? Christ in everything. Then in the series Soteriology. So those three series, I think they're about 10 hours or something long, has all the details that you need. All right, so on our Telegram channel, and you just subscribe to that Telegram channel and get all those things um, for free. Praise God. Now look at Matthew chapter 13. Real quick, let us look at this. Amen. Now, listen. So, he spoke prophetically, 
And in prophetic language, a lot of parables are involved. For example, you have in Genesis chapter 3, Moses talked about the seed of the woman shall bruise what? The head of the serpent. So you don't know in Genesis 3 who he's referring to until you go to God, the Gospels and the Epistles. Are you paying attention? So, for example, all right, um, the stories you find in Genesis, they are parabolic. So, we have that. We have Abraham, who is a real figure, and Isaac, who is a real figure. But you find out that the way the epistles explain Abraham and Isaac is in that he unveils the meaning of their parable. Are you following? So, for example, all right, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, he says, And to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Not to seeds as of many, but to thy seed, which is one, which is what? Christ. So you find that Isaac was a typology of what? Of Christ. So when you go, all right, to Genesis and you are reading of the promises of God to Abraham and to Isaac, you find out that God was not speaking about Abraham and Isaac. He was speaking about what? Christ. So when God says to Abraham, in thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, he was talking about what? Christ. That's parable. Are you following? So you now find that Agar is a parable. Galatians chapter 3 and 4 lets us know that Agar is a parable. Sarah is a parable. Amen. Amen. Agar represents those who are, all right, under the law, in bondage with our children. But, all right, he talks about Sarah as being Jerusalem from above is what? It's free. Parable. Look at Matthew chapter 13. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees. He says this in verse um, 34. Everybody, you can read it one to go. Spake Jesus unto the multitude in what? Parables. And without a what? A parable. Spake he not unto them. That it might be what? Talk to me now. That it might be what? Which was spoken by the word, saying, I will open my mouth in, I will utter things which have been kept secret from where? It has been kept secret from where? So what was kept secret from the foundation of the world? It would mean that that thing uttered in parables, speaking about secrets, kept from the foundation of the world, will be the same thing Moses talked about, will be the same thing David talked about, will be the same thing Isaiah talked about, will be the same thing Jeremiah talked about, because Christ said, and beginning at Moses, and in all the prophets, he unveiled or expounded unto them the things concerning what? Himself. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? Glory to God. If the devil is sending you to buy granite, don't follow him. Stay with me. Hallelujah. And if the devil is trying to pick beans in your mind, say, no, 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 we are not picking beans today. Amen. Stay with me. Look at him and say, I hear. I hear. Good. Now, what was that thing kept secret from the foundation of the world? Titus chapter 1. Hallelujah. From verse 1. Paul a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. Can we read? He says what? According to what? Of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is what? After godliness. Everybody read verse 2. Welcome, Ask Choir. 
Promise before what? Promise before what? So that means we are dealing with, all right, something that was in play before, all right, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. We are dealing with something that was in play from the very beginning. And what was that thing he promised? He promised what? Eternal life. But he said he has now manifested in what? In due time. So that means God's plan to offer eternal life to mankind is all the prophets talked about, all the Psalms talked about, all Moses talked about, but he did so in parables. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Parables. So for example now, darkness I told you is a metaphor what? For ignorance. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. I, 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 can we open Bible this morning? Yes, then let me tell you something very important. I want to try to make sure I, I, I just stay here that will help you. Ministers, do not teach in response to somebody else teaching. You watch a video, say a minister says something, and you feel doctrinally it is in, it's not correct. Eh? You know you'll be tempted to try to correct the doctrine. Try not to do it in the heat of the moment. I'll tell you why. Look, you do not have infinite supply of natural emotional energy. So it is wisdom to focus it on what God has sent you to do. Glory to God. You hear what I said? Focus it on what God has sent you to do. Because when you are about busy correcting people, I can promise you, it feels good. Especially when you have fanboys under. Yes! Ah! This is correct. We're a true man of God. That's what I'm saying. Ah! It's correct. And they are saying, and, and, and they are liking your post, and they are sharing it. Do you know what's not happening? The dopamine level in your brain is rising. And you are feeling good. You are having a dopamine high. Ooh, I'm feel good. I'm doing something now. But your work is suffering. Your work is suffering. Because likes and share does not mean discipleship. It just means you have fans. Are you following what I'm saying here? Alright, can we minimize the movement? Everybody sit down. Ushers and all. Minimize the movement. Alright, let's sit down in the hall. You are distracted. Let's be orderly, please. God bless you. Amen? Uh-huh. Now listen. So, be focused on your work. I learned this thing late. Be very focused on what God told you to do. And whenever they are attacking men of God for one thing or something and all, don't join the bandwagon to publicly crucify that minister. Listen to me. You may be right in what you are saying, but what you are doing that you don't know is that you are sponsoring a culture that gives a, how will I put it now, an, um, uh, a, uh, a legality to being able to publicly go against your own. 
It is this person's own today. Tomorrow it will be your turn. And a body that fights against itself is behaving like an autoimmune disease. You see, whenever somebody has an illness, you have antibodies that rise up to fight that illness. So your body is supposed to protect you against invaders. Are you with me? Now, when you now have a person that has an autoimmune disease, what now happens is that the agents in the body that ought to protect the body now begin to fight your body. So they begin to see your own cells as that invader and as that stranger and begin to fight it to destroy it. Whatever you want to correct, correct it with people that you have oversight over. If you are going to teach it on social media, teach it in such a way that it's not, uh, how like, that it's not, uh, say in such a way you're not attacking somebody, but you're just putting out the truth. Protect your space. Protect the energy, your emotional energy. Stop wasting it everywhere. Hallelujah. If you focus on what God has called you to do, you will get there faster. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Do not derive joy by attacking others because they have fruits that deep down you want to have. Don't let your satisfaction come from attacking them. Glory to God. Glory to God. And say, why are people even following this person? What does he know? I've listened to him. There's nothing there. Eh, eh, they are playing keyboard. This keyboard, eh, eh, apostle something. That when it's okay, they'll be playing keyboard. That is the keyboard that is deceiving everybody. You're a fool. Go and play keyboard, man. Let me play keyboard now. I'll be talking. You think it's this keyboard? Ah. It's grace that lifts men. No. Look at me. Everybody look at me. Social media ad is not it, though. Amen. If you like. Put dollars inside it. One million views. It doesn't mean anything, no. It is grace that leads men. The person, Pastor Deboe, when I listen to Pastor Deboe, I see someone, he's so simple. No Greek word anywhere. Hallelujah. No Greek word. He wants to pray and cast out devils. It's as though he's romancing them to go. Oh, okay, come on. And as he's talking like that, that gentle talking, Things are moving. Things are happening. I'm like, ah. So it means that there is a level of power that is mechanogen. You know, there are different kinds of generators. The ones that have the lowest capacity, they make the world loudest noise. Well, it cannot carry AC. But the big ones. Then imagine. Tiger Jen is now making noise against Mikano. Say you are too simple. What are you even saying? Our generation will not be a generation of bastards in Jesus' name. The batting 
we will collect it. We will not lose it with dishonor. We will not start from zero. When we should actually start from where the previous generation stopped. In the name of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? We mustn't lose through dishonor. Our inheritance. It's our inheritance. It may be fine doctrine. It may have better lights. But brother, brother, there is a labor the people, the, the previous generation have done for us. Hallelujah. The labor is massive. They've opened doors. They've broken. Are you following what I'm saying? They've labored. There's others. They've labored for us to enter into. Praise God. If there was no Pastor Chris Oyakilome, there would not be me. I probably will be doing deliverance for people as lucrative for snake to come out of their body. I'll be talking about rings and all that stuff. And attachments. And trousers. Not for Pastor Chris. I should not start talking against him because he said something I didn't agree with. I'm not stupid. And they did not swear for me. Even if they swear for me, it does not work. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Say, walk in honor. Look at another person. Say, walk in honor. Honor is a very important key. Now, Ephesians chapter 4. We're looking at darkness. Hmm. 16. Everybody read one to go. It says what? From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the identifier of himself in love. Verse 17. Everybody read. It says what? This I say therefore, and testify we are in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. Pay attention. In the what? Oh, not that word vanity. Eh? Where, did we, where did we find that word? Without form. Right? To who? Is that correct? Uh-huh. In the vanity of their mind. So it's in the vanity of their minds, in the emptiness of their minds, in the confusion of their minds, in the vainness of their minds, in the nothing of their mind. Are you following that? That is without form. Paying attention. Because we are going to hit the bullseye soon. Amen. Now look at it. In the vanity of their minds. 18. Everybody read. It says what? Having the understanding what? Having the understanding what? Darkened. Being what? Hey, hold on now. He said having their understanding darkened. Being what? Alienated from the life of God. Through what? The ignorance. That is what? Because of the blindness of their heart. Okay. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. So, let us now explain the deep. We've done darkness now. So, you see the description. So, darkness is ignorance. Darkness is a description of someone who does not have connection to what? The life of God. Glory to God. So, now let us now go to explaining that expression, the deep. Waters. What does that mean? Are you ready? Waters in scripture is used prophetically to refer to people 
Jeremiah chapter 46. <clears throat> and verse 7. We're going to read a couple of scriptures and look together. Jeremiah 46 verse 7. Everybody read. One says what? Who is this that cometh up as a flood? Who is this that cometh up as a flood? Whose waters are moved as the rivers? Next verse. Egypt rises up what? Like a flood. And its waters are moved like the what? And he said, I will go up and we cover what? I will destroy the sea and the inhabitants what? Imagine the earth covered with water. Prophetically. What God is telling you, the earth is covered with what? People. Are you seeing that? People. I will show you another one. Prophetic. It's consistent prophetic language. Let's show you another one. Isaiah, um, um, Isaiah chapter 8 verse 7. How many are learning something here? You are learning? Uh-huh. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 7. Learn this thing. Repetition is the law of what? Lasting and constant impression. Dear pastors, never teach a someone once. Develop the habit of quoting the same scriptures in different tones for consistently for like a year. To the point that the members of your church, there are certain scriptures they should know by heart, not because they were trying to memorize it, but because you have quoted it to stupor. How many of you know what I'm talking about? What he quoted, bah. Quoted it, quoted it, quoted it, quoted it, quoted it, quoted it. So, from memory, they will know it. Hallelujah. Now, where does that say, Shoko? Isaiah chapter what? Verse 7. Let us read one to go. Now, therefore, behold the Lord, bring it up upon them the waters of the what? The waters of the what? River. Strong and what? Many. Even what? So the waters is a person. The king of Assyria and all his glory. The, all his glory there is all his army. His soldiers. And he shall come up over all his what? Channels. And go, go over what? All his what? Banks. He's describing a man like water. Praise God. Verse 8. What does he say? Next verse. And he shall pass through Judah. Uh, Judah. He shall overflow and go over. He shall reach even to the neck, and the stretching out of his wings shall feed the breath of thy land. Oh, what? Oh, Emmanuel. That is witness two. Shall I give you two more? All right. Glory to God. Let's look at uh, Isaiah 57, verse 20. By the grace of God, tomorrow, we are having a quiz competition at the completion of element. Labor Shada. And by the way, tomorrow also we are eating together. Amen. So we're going to have love feast. We're going to have a nice meal. Don't worry. No matter what. I know anyway, you all expecting that more people are coming in the afternoon evening. All right, but no matter no matter what, we'll take care of. We're going to eat. We're not rushing. We eat together, break bread, hallelujah. Then we're going to have a quiz competition. The winning church is taking a hundred thousand naira. Hallelujah. Do so maybe next time it'll be one million so that you ginger. But those questions, those questions. Ah, I did not delegate it to. Ah, no. I don't want to allow any possibility. You understand? And if you want to hack my device, 
Inje munika we catch you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, where did I say she opened? Isaiah 57 verse 20. But the wicked are like what? Is it his people? The wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest. Whose waters cut up my and death. So it's metaphorical language. So are we seeing that deep waters, people. Right? Deep people. So when the Bible says, and darkness um, and the earth was without what? Form and void. The earth is talking about what? It's talking about what? People. It's a description of the heart of men. That it was without form and what? Void. So that without form and void is, is a description in comparison to God's plan. Because God's plan was for men to bear the image of God, to bear the image of Christ. But men did not have the image of Christ. And to God, when he looked at men, all he saw was nothing. There was nothing in man that was something. Because to God, Christ is everything. Because if you don't have Christ, you have nothing. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Stop envying unbelievers that are Christless. Stop making them role models. They are not. Stop bringing them to church to teach saints. There's nothing for them to teach saints. You can learn from a businessman that doesn't know the Lord outside. Oh, bring him to church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Christ is everything. Everybody say Christ is everything. Louder, Christ is everything. Hallelujah. Now let's continue. Let's wrap this up. Amen. Hmm. So, now turn back to Genesis chapter number 1. So there's some folks, listen to me. Listen. You get to a point where you're in church, serving the Lord, you serve the Lord for a long time, and you're doing what you're doing. Then you have some friends of yours who do not serve the Lord. Then you now get to a point you want to be comparing scripts as to who is making progress. How many of you have actually, you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You're not, you're not going to compare scripture. You understand what I'm saying? The people now begin to say, you are wasting time in church. All that time that you are doing in church, you could have used it for something for you. That pastor is hustling his hustle. You know one of the reasons why, by the grace of God, I work. I work. I don't depend for the, on the church for my, to take care of myself and my family. I pay my own rent. I buy my own car. I fuel my own car. Church doesn't fuel it for me. One of the reasons why I do that, all right, is to be, and there's nothing wrong with it because the normal, the normal model is for churches to take care of their pastors. And churches should do that with joy in their hearts. Hallelujah. Because if you understand the spiritual capital that God has put on your ministers and is serving to you, you will honor them more than you currently do. You will. I'll teach on that one in this. I'm, talking, I'm going to talk about giving and all in the evening. You will honor them better than you currently do. Most times, the reason why believers behave what they say and say what they say is because of blindness. If they understood what evil has been kept from them because of the ministries of their pastors, they will repent in tears and be begging for forgiveness every single time. But because evil, you didn't taste it. 
you never realized what you were protected from. You never realized it. So you commonized it. And you made it look like. So you now sit with your unbelieving friends. And what your unbelieving friends consider purpose is what you are using. You, you, you are using to measure and define how purposeful your own life has been. That is an error. Glory to God. I remember when I finished school, I was working a job. I was working three jobs. I was working that hard and was using the money to do ministry. Paying venues because most of our members were students. So now, ah, praise God. My ATM card, that was Pastor TV is watching from United Kingdom, Pastor in UK. It was one that used to hold the card. You all say PF. Whenever it was approaching, my heart would be doing, get, 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 get. <laughs> you say PF. Um, boss for Unilab. How much? 3K. Take. PF. The venue said um, they will not let us use the oil next time because we have not paid. How much? 160 something thousand. We have to take. One we draw it and pay. That's how we're doing it. So after about five years of this of schooling, I didn't have a car. I was trekking. I was fit. How many of you know what I mean? How many of you understand? Ah, I'm physically fit. We trekked, eh? Oh my God. Shoes. The shoes never had soles that were even. Never. I always forgot to change shoes. And Tuesday, even when money came, that culture there. So if you notice, I never used to pay attention to her dress. It was that sacrificed life. I never paid attention to it. I didn't care. Just the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. One time like that, I, 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 my mom, I moved home. I would work and work, so I wanted to set up my own hospital so I would have time for church. Because I didn't want to be going on night duty and weekend call that would stop me from doing ministry. So because of that, I set up my own hospital. I didn't set up my own hospital because of entrepreneurial thing. I set it up because I wanted to do ministry. So I moved home and I set it up in my father's house, in one of the flats. From making like 350, 400 monthly, I started from zero. Because of ministry. One day my mom came back and she was like looking at me and she was, I had overheard her talking to my dad. She said, he said, where's she go? I heard her. She said, me think she shared for me five years ago. She wants one for me. She was asking, where's the money? My, my dad knew where the money went, of course. So my dad was saying, my worry, won't she mean she feel left, feel left, feel left, feel left. Glory to God. This will cost you. But you see, your eyes must remain on the price. Your eyes must remain on Jesus Christ. Your eyes transfixed on him. It must remain there. In church, people will offend you. If you take your eyes off Jesus, and, you, and if you take your eyes off him, you will now begin to concentrate on the heart more than him. Then you'll be sowing tread on, the church hurts me. The church hurts me up and down. You think the church has not hurt me? Under these clothes, there are wounds and scars. The church hurts you. What did they do? They didn't call you on your birthday. 
Are there abuses in church? Yes. Are there miscreants parading as pastors in church? Yes. But you must not take your eyes off Jesus one moment. Never do it. The devil will tempt you to do it. He will give you justification to do it. Never do it. And one pastor slept with me, something, something. All these pastors, they are this and this. Never do it. Never get your eyes off Jesus. For every pastor that is sleeping around, there are pastors that are right. They are walking as they should walk. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. One time, I will find a way because in the evening, I want to just counsel you. I'll counsel you, male and female. When it's impartation, counsel you. Young ministers, don't destroy your ministry with a penis that is not under control. You are destroying your ministry. You are fornicating and saying, Grace, eternal salvation, grace. You are destroying your ministry. I mean, foolish. This Jesus you preach and you love is worthy of your consecration. It's worthy of it. You must never, ever, ever in your life allow people to speak down on the name of Jesus because of your behavior. You owe that to him. And if you don't think you do, then you don't know him. You do not know him. I was telling someone, I said, at the beginning of my Christian work, I talked about how much I loved him more than anything. But now, I fear him more than I love him. I fear him. I fear standing in front of him and hearing I didn't do what he told me to do. I will not, I can't take that one. I cannot. I can't. To hear that I didn't, I wasn't faithful. I didn't fulfill my ministry. I know. I must fulfill it. Glory to God. Say this with me. I must fulfill it. I must fulfill it. Praise God. Now, where was I? Where was I? Where did I say she opened? Huh? Okay, Genesis 1. Let's go back to Genesis 1. Hallelujah. My, my friend, Pastor Emmanuel Aaron, dropped one song. There's fire on my altar. So I was, I was, uh, I, was, I saw the video, Instagram. I'm like, wow, this, this song is hot. I said the message, I said, bro, this is hot. I said, I'm going to sing it. I'll sing the snippet. He said, no, no, I'm going to send the full video, <laughs> the full stuff. So don't worry, I have the full stuff. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, let me tell you something. When you see people that are doing well in ministry, don't envy them. Praise God. 
No evidence. What you should do is this. Then don't try to be explaining what the success away. They say, no, it's because, mm-mm. this is what you should do. Every success, praise God for it. Everybody do like this. I praise God for it. I praise God for it. When you say, say, let the angel see you rejoice. Let the father see you rejoice. Even if your heart is not yet there. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. But my own heart has been there a long time. I've trained myself. I wish people well. Praise the Lord. I've trained myself. Because envy is a stupid emotion. It doesn't help anybody. It's a what? It's a stupid emotion. What does it do? Nothing. Jealousy. It's a stupid emotion. I will rather be inspired than be envious. Eh? I will rather be what? My friend. What's going on? I'm like, wow, glory to God. So I said that one night. I said that. We are just me. What has God been doing? I was telling me. I was saying it. And I was listening. I said, Good over. Oh, wow. Tell me. Uh, how much? He told me everything. And as he was talking to me, faith was coming for me. I said, Go away to God. I said, If you could do it, God could do it for you. He'd do it for me. Praise God. He'd do it for me. He'd do it for me. You understand? Because I was like, if you, if you do it, it's possible. That's how I interpret it. Now, if you're a pastor here and you're currently in a tight spot, and you are here looking at, you know where okay I was, you know where we are. And this is, we, we are going further than this one. You understand? All right. Just understand that it is possible. Everybody say it is possible. Louder. Say it is possible. It's possible. It's possible. Praise God. It is possible. It is possible. It is possible. Hallelujah. Taking territories is possible. That location you are in, you are a principality there. Eh? Ay, ay, ay. You are a principality there. Nothing moves until you say so. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Every single person there is under your jurisdiction. You take them in the place of prayer. When somebody is looking at you with the eyes of the physical, you are just one team person walking around. You're just walking around. Hallelujah. But my brother, when you go on your knees in that place of prayer, and as you are speaking in tongues, you envision the entire locality in your spirits. And you carry it with, you, in, with your spirit. With every resident in that area. And you are going, Ponga Shaka, Zankutana Guvarakadalabaya. I bet Christ in all of you. Bet them in the spirits. You break every hold in the spirits. By the because as you are contacting Father of Spirits in prayer, you are contacting the Father of Spirits in prayer. You are contacting the Father of Spirits in prayer. You are talking to him. Because you see, every man is a spirit. And God is the source of all spirit. Praise God. So if you want to touch men, you don't go to men directly. You have to go to God first. And by the time you land in front of the men, you organize a program. And as you are talking, their spirit will be hearing you. God will give you a sound they can't say no to. Hallelujah! You have mobilized angelic forces in the spirit realm. They have assembled on the earth. So as you are going about, they are moving with you. 
They are moving with you. They are moving with you. So you're not being hearing something. I don't know what happened. Something said I should go with you. Something said I should attend. Something said I should come. Something said I should give you this money. Something said I should give you this house. Something said I should give you this car for the work of the ministry. Something said, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't even like you. I don't like how you look. I don't like how you talk. You are trapped. They're talking tongues too much. I'm, I, I like Catholic. But that something said, hallelujah. Something said. Hallelujah. Ministry is not by gra-gra. Amen? It's not by gra-gra. It is not by shooting shots against those that have gone ahead of you. Praise God. That's not it. You're wasting time. Get busy. Genesis chapter 1. Now I said I want to go back and look at this. And the earth was without form and void. So who was without form and void? Men, right? Men, right? Because they didn't have the life of God in them. And darkness was upon the face of deep. What darkness is that? Ignorance. What? Well, right? Ignorance had the dominion over what? The nations of men. Men. He says, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Notice. The spirit of God was not within the waters because the spirit of God, all right, before Christ has not inhabited men. So he was walking from what? Outside of men. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, the Bible now says, And God said, Let there be what? Light. And there was light. Now, that light that he's talking about, praise God, is the entrance of the knowledge of the glory of God into what? That heart of man that is dark. Second Corinthians 4, 6. The now says, That light has shined. In our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you get it now? Do you get it now? So when Moses now says, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he says what? Let us make man in our image. God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. He was now talking about what? The incarnate man coming in. Praise God. And all right. And we're giving the, 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 the dominion to him. And that incarnate man, mass producing himself on the earth. So that the whole earth is covered with the God type of man. Hallelujah. Apostle calls this imago Dei. Eh? That's Latin. The image of God. The image of God. Who are angels looking to work with? The image of God. Hallelujah. Who is the creation going to submit under? The image of God. Who can offer through worship? The image of God. Who can cast out devils? The image of God. Who can heal the sick? The image of God. Who will win always? The image of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you wake up in the morning, I say, ah, I wake up in the lights. Hallelujah. I am seated in the lights. Hallelujah. I walk in the lights. I am a child of the day. I have dominion because I am the what? Image of God. A new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are what? Now remember, when the command came to in Genesis chapter 1, 26. What does it say? It said, replenish the earth. Is that not it? Why? Eh? Replenish the earth. Why is it replenished? Because the last Adam, the race of the last Adam, is supposed to what? Replace the race of the what? Of the first. 
So the replenishing of the earth, hallelujah, is to what? Procreate the right type of men on the earth through the preaching of the gospel. Preaching of the gospel. So, there is nothing as important in God's agenda as global evangelism. Nothing. You want to do relationship seminar? Evangelism must be the goal. If you want to do lunch feast, evangelism must be the what? You want to um, help the poor, evangelism must be the what? Talk to me now. Evangelism must be the what? The goal. God partners with the person who is interested in what? Global evangelism. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Look at Acts 1.8, then we close and pray. Are we all right? Huh? All right. Acts 1.8. All right, guys, can you just um, appreciate the CEO of the ministry, Pastor Tolani Olale? And um, head of admin, Pastor um, Dara. Then also the um, office team, Oikea office, we have a church office team. I mean, they are the ones that, <laughs> they virtually can't sleep. They are always running around. God bless. I drive them hard. Amen. Praise God. So I'm celebrating them here. All right. Because I'm going to drive them again after I have finished this. Day. So it's on record I celebrated them. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Acts 1.8. Have you learned something today? I said, have you learned something today? Hmm. Let me tell you something. One way the devil will attack the churches you are a member of. And the way he's going to attack uh, if you're a lead pastor, the way we attack you. The devil will not necessarily attack a church. You know, people like you, like you, who know the word, who pray in tongues, who understand authority. You most likely will not attack using witches and wizards. That's why you check in most of your churches. You don't really see much of some of, you know, demo, demonic manifestation. It's only when you go for crusade you see it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. When you go for crusade, that's when you see it. So, because witches have sense, they won't go there. Hallelujah. The witch one. I will first of all fish you out. Like, as I get on, the first thing I will just speak is, pam, pam, pam. you'll be giving, there's a signal you'll be sending. Some people with the money have come sometimes. I just say, I will pick it up. Glory to God. I will pick it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will pick it. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. My angels are sharp. Glory to God. Very, very sharp. We'll pick it up. Ooh. And I, when we're laying hands, I'll just come to you. So the way we do it is that I won't give you recognition. I won't give word of knowledge. There's a witch here. No, you are not going to be famous. It's not me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do PR for you. 
No, what those ones? And we say, who are you? I'm Shekele Sheshe. How many? We are at 150,000. Hey, what have you done to church? Brother Demo, I slept with him. I stole his destiny. Yeah, yeah, happening here, man. No way. No one's giving you that. Come on. You paid all the partners, gave millions for us to be doing PR for you. He gave it for Jesus, man. Not you. I'll come near you. Leon's, uh, 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 something about this in this. Um, as you grow in things of power, for me, when I lay hands on someone who has a demonic operation in them, there are two ways I know. Discerning of spirits is not the gift of suspicion of spirits. Demons are discerned. Are you following what I'm saying? They are what? Discerned. So for me, there are two ways. It's either I have a knowing, I just know there's a spirit there, or my eyes are open and I see the spirit, or if I touch the person, a person's body, there are two things. If I touch a person's body, I'll feel a tingling in my hand sometimes if there's a demonic presence in a person's body. You understand? So that's why sometimes you watch when I'm laying on some people, letting them feel, you know, imparting and all. I get to somebody. And when I lay on something, I'm casting out devils. You understand? All right? So sometimes you have that. Then there are some people, I mentioned this in a lucky church, that there are some people that they are fortified in their body. Do you know what I mean? They, when they were somebody for some reason, they took them somewhere, they now fortified their body. You understand? And some of them are Christians, but that thing is still in their flesh. Okay? So when I thought I would know, you understand, then we'll cancel the thing. Because it's a spirit following them around. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Yeah, so we know. But the way the devil will attack your churches is through the flesh. What do I call it? Flesh. That's how we attack you. All right? He will get you to concentrate on the wrong thing envy, jealousy. All right? Um, then um, maybe somebody sings. Or somebody falls, then instead of you to extend grace to them, the devil will now make you stand in judgment of them. Hallelujah. Condemnation of them. Not um, checking whether or not they've repented and they've settled things with God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So you now find out that because what the devil always tries to do is accusation, accusation, accusation. All right. Um, he said they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. All right. And, um, and the word of what? Their testimony. He says, Rejoice for the accuser of the brethren is what? Cast down. Now, that word accuser, the word accuser there is the Greek putagerion. And putagerion means a lawyer, a prosecuting lawyer who is speaking, for instance, what are you guys doing? Who is speaking against. So that means the prosecuting lawyer is continually talking against, talking against. You understand? You understand? So that's why what the devil does is that he always tries to raise when you find, for example, maybe there's a ministry and uh, a minister and all of a sudden, all right, can we come apostle? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. You're welcome, sir. Okay, so when you find that maybe a minister or a ministry, there's a lot of, you know, talk against, talk against, talk against. They're just talking against, talking against, talking against, talking against. And it's actually very easy with social media. 
So they are talking against, and everybody is just calling condemnation, calling condemnation, accusation against that minister. That thing is not a work of the spirit. What is the goal? To make the grace upon that minister seem light. Such that even the grace, though the grace is there, it cannot benefit you. Because grace flows down a gradient. If there is dishonor, it will not flow. Are you following? So that attack, that attack, that's the purpose. Praise the Lord. That's the purpose. That's how the devil attacks churches. Hallelujah. Offense. Offense will rise up in your heart. Then the thing that you used to be proud of and bless God for will become nothing in your eyes. You will forget the good they did to you. The sacrifices they made for you. You will now magnify this thing. This one thing that you feel must is a, is a matter we must discuss. We must discuss it. That's how Satan attacks. Praise God. Praise God. That's how I got Judas. Glory to God. So that's why. Whenever accusation wants to rise, you hear somebody in the church. No, 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 no. I remember there was somebody that used to work in our church office. We used to do this thing. She used to pro- any, every problem. She fought everybody. Fought this person, fought this person. I will now sit down and be doing reconciliation. You understand? Yeah, let's sit down. Let's discuss. What happened? You don't do it again. No. We are hog, 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 hog. Hog, hog, hog. They hog. And everybody, oh, amen. Yeah, no problem again. That same person, I will only you. How can they not like only you? What is it about you? Only you. Was in the choir, fourth choir head, fourth assistant choir head, fourth deputy choir head. Then fourth the, the, the deputies, everybody fourth, 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 fourth. Then we were managing because you know sometimes one of the mistakes pastors make is that when people are like that. You want to walk in love towards them. But you're not going to, you're not, you, you don't, you made the mistake of not differentiating between walking in love and permitting. You understand? It's a thin line. So at the beginning of the year, the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, I said, sir, I want to do a couple of things in the ministry, this thing, this thing, but I won't be able to do it if you permit this culture in the ministry. He said, kick it out. I said, yes, sir. So the moment that nonsense came again, I said, yeah, 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 no. Pastor, come, I sack this person. Yeah, sack, 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 sack. Now, yeah, sack the person, put out an ad for another person. We sack the person immediately, pay the person, say, we, we didn't even wait for the end of the month. We said, just stop. We pay your full money, just go. And after we did that, the person left and all. The noise in the office Praise the Lord. Do I hate the person? No, I love the person today. But there was bitterness there. And when bitterness is there, even if I lay, I remember I wanted to lay hands on this person one time, when me seeing the spirit to people, everybody was falling apart. Do you know the person did? The person was like this. In the church, oh! You know, there are some things, some parts, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, hey, it's happening, uh, 
There are things your pastor see you will never see. Just like this. So when I got there, I just thought the end. I don't. Nothing was moving. Oh, the kuro. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let offense get you to the place where the grace of God cannot reach you. The power will be present, but you can't feel it. The oil is flowing, but it cannot touch you. Hallelujah. The Bible calls it hardness of hearts. Sclerodama. That means that it can't respond. Don't get there. Never let, ensure you don't get there. Whatever you need to do, if you need to discuss with the person or discuss with the pastor, whatever you need to do, discuss it. But don't get there. Because the end goes that you'll be on Twitter. I used to be very active in church. But I've not been in church for two years. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. It will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I have to stop now. Because we have afternoon session. And I cannot, I want to enjoy my brother. Amen. Eh? Are you ready to be shocked? Oh? Are you ready to be shocked? You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.